So I posted yesterday on Instagram and Facebook showing uh, just a quick drive-by of our new building. A uh, little under 14,000 square feet. Just a beautiful, big, open building. I'll be doing some walkthroughs and just kind of showing uh, what the next steps for, for us are. Um, we stumbled upon this building two years, well, so two years ago we moved into the building we're in, 2,500 square feet, thinking that that was going to be more than enough, more than adequate for our growth needs um, over the next five years. It wasn't. Um, the market was larger than we anticipated, and as we continue to improve our process and our products, um, you know, we just continue to see steady growth, uh, which is amazing. And we have really tapped into the creativity of our people um, and just focused always on the future and where we want to be going, not just where we are. So we have all these products that we want to make and all these really interesting ideas we kind of want to rabbit trail and follow and see where they lead. Um, experimentation has been so valuable to us in the creation of what we're currently building, but also just since the beginning, since my, my uh, creative beginnings, it was always experimentation. It was always just the process itself uh, that led to my best ideas. And so with the space we're in, we can really only focus on improving and implementing really good processes for making the machines that we are already making. And we found through improvements, you know, taking our, we were making two finished uh, presses a week, so two a week, about 2.5 a week. But so every other week we we're shipping another press. Um, just through putting things in a place, making a place for things and putting it there so that everybody can have an expectation of going to that place and getting the tool or the part or whatever they're needing uh, every single time that consistency was really, really king. Um, then we started opening up production scheduling, uh, working with our suppliers and getting a production schedule. Um, now we're starting to look at historical data. Okay, what did our sales look like over the last year and the year before that? And um, we can better prepare ourselves to not end up at the end of the year with a tremendous volume of orders like we did last year um, and unable to produce them. So we moved from two to two and a half uh, machines shipping a week start to finish to five. Um, we've also been able to do a little more than that. And that volume also shows, okay, as our ability to produce these increases, the consistency uh, improves, the quality consistently improves. Um, we want to be able to sell more of these as well as offer smaller machinery, um, you know, specific tooling to different niche industries we really need more space so anyway we started looking we stumbled upon um, a liaison with the development uh, what is it with the city uh, <laughs> found 
all these buildings for us, sent them over. We started looking around, talking to the owners. We found this building. He found this building and sent it to us. Um, and we were really intrigued. We went and looked at it. It was not for sale. It was vacant. There was a pretty tremendous volume of, of uh, legal stuff that had taken place with the title and the ownership of this building. Uh, because of that, we felt pretty... Uh, we didn't feel like we were going to be able to do it. It just felt overwhelming. And the reality of the situation was that probably was. But the city stepped in in a really, really meaningful way. Um, Anderson stepped in in a really meaningful way on several occasions and helped us get the environmental side of the legal stuff uh, figured out cleaned up. There, there wasn't cleanup, but they needed to do a phase one and a phase two. Um, the building had had, I think, something like a 2,000-gallon fuel tank that was buried at some point. Um, that brings up a lot of questions when you're looking for permits and, you know, the title company needs to do a search and see who had owned it and all that. So we had the phase one, the phase two, all the stuff had already been remediated, um, which is really good uh but they were able to go in then and confirm it i've got like a 700 page document handwritten notes photographs explanations samples tests of the soil and just the surrounding area and everything um so once that was completed then we were going into uh the actual purchase of the building and getting a loan um, to buy the building and all the renovations it was going to need. The building itself, as it sat, had been sitting for roughly 10 years, I believe, uh, 7 to 10 years, and it had been a, a small like computer chip manufacturing plant. It was 14,000 square feet. It's not massive, but they had been producing something there like that. So at some point, somebody had really put some time and money into... Uh, getting this place set up well. Uh, 483 phase, step down to 208, step down to 110, single phase, along with just, a, you know, like two and a half, three inch airline run in the, the ceiling of the entire facility. Um, huge furnace, just like all the air conditioning. It had air conditioning, uh, which was exciting. So we're looking at this place and it's beautiful. We go and, and the, you know, the windows had bro been broken and there was vandalism a little bit, and, you know, graffiti and stuff like that. But um, the actual structure of the building was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. And Andy and I both got this really serene, calm feeling when we walked in as though um, this is it. This is going to be it. And so we kind of set ourselves just... A, expectation of determination that we're not going to um, let the, the obstacles standing in the way of us purchasing and moving into this facility overwhelm us. We're just going to sit with steadfast determination until we're, we're where we need to be. And um, we steadily moved forward. It was, uh, like I said, there were a lot of steps, but as we got closer to the closing date, things were, you know, the environmental had been figured out and we were uh, 
having a contractor do a walkthrough with us to determine exactly what needed to be done um, to get things up to code and just to get everything um, ready for us to get an occupancy permit, move in, start working. Uh, so it had been sitting for all these years completely untouched. And a few weeks before closing, uh, somebody had gone into the facility, opened it up, cleaned it, and then stolen uh, transformers, uh, really meticulously dismantled the furnace, extracted anything of value first, and then proceeded to slowly, um, you know, work his way down. So the, the place, when we went in, we thought, oh my goodness, it's been cleaned. Maybe the, you know, property manager had been and kind of cleaned the place up and locked it up because the doors were locked. Um, just a lot of things had been done that left us feeling like, oh, okay, somebody's been here and like cleaned up. But as we started our walkthrough, we noticed that the furnace is empty. It's just a hole. It's just a big frame. There's nothing in it any longer. Um, the once tremendous air conditioner uh, that was sitting outside was completely dismantled. There was nothing left of it um, except for the shell. Again, he's leaving... Uh, the shell and removing the really valuable components and, and taking those. Um, we were just gut shot. We thought, well, this is it. This is a sign that we're not supposed to purchase this, that, you know, this isn't going to work for us and we need to just back out and walk away and just uh, figure something else out. We started talking about, okay, how can we do additions on the shop that we're in and, and all that. Um, which you can't. <laughs> Our lot size is basically edge-to-edge -edge building. Um, so we kind of took a step back and just felt sad and defeated and um, not really sure what to do next. So Andy reached out to the owner of the building and said, hey, you know, I think that this is a valuable property in some way even though there's no electrical now, there's no infrastructure in place, um, plumbing and stuff had even been stripped. Things had been broken. Um, it was kind of like one guy went in and did some work and everybody else that was just looking for something to go break noticed it as well and just went in and just destroyed it. So uh, that was hard. And we kind of, we stepped away from the, the contract we had on the table, pulled that. Andy went to the owner and said, listen, I'll make you a very small cash offer. Um, very, very small. I, you know, this is just what I think it's worth. It's not really worth much, but maybe potentially in the future, it could be worth something to us. So uh, she accepted. I think at this point she had seen that we were really dedicated, but also I, I don't, I don't think she wanted it any longer. It was just time to get rid of that uh, responsibility. So uh, we purchased it, but um, we just let it sit. We boarded up the windows. We kind of gave up, honestly, really, really honestly. It was just a feeling of, eh, we'll figure something else out. Um, when everything happened then with Andy and being diagnosed and, uh, you know, having just a lot of uncertainty surrounding him and his involvement in the company and, and the future of the company. You know, we had, we had lost that vision of growth and we're now faced with just a, 
a tremendous amount of uncertainty, a lot of uncertainty. So we had a meeting with uh, Andy's dad. Andy's dad is a businessman, um, very intelligent, capable, and experienced. And he looked at our, our current shop. He looked at our situation. He looked at what we were about to go through, you know, and his son, um, what his son was going to be going through. And he said, I don't know why you wouldn't move there, <laughs> basically, uh, immediately. He kind of helped us reset our perspective and said, okay, yes, it's expensive to renovate it. But if you're able to produce more machines, remove your lead time, let's say entirely, do you think that you would be able to sell more? Andy and I both looked at one another and said, yeah, I, I do believe so. I think one of the, the barriers of our machinery is that it takes us a long time to, to physically produce it. Okay, so if you had more space, could you do that? Yeah, yeah, we could do that. Okay, so what you're telling me is it's going to cost up front to renovate this building, but you're going to be able to sell more machines. Yes. Okay, then move in now as soon as possible. So kind of with re vision revitalized, um, we went out and attempted to get a loan on the property and start the process of um, finding a contractor. We found an amazing contractor, uh, general, just to go in and, and basically we're, we weren't going to be able to focus on running the business, um, with Andy gone as well as, uh, renovating this place because we had talked about maybe on the weekends, maybe we'll go and, and just like knock a little bit out, uh, at a time. But really realistically, the more that we thought about that, um, the more unrealistic, <laughs> that that seemed and we recognized that our time and attention being spent on the the company and the growth and our people and making sure that our team is developing um, that we're just on track for building something really meaningful and special um, so we found this great contractor that that has come in now um, it is renovating the facility it had a, a drop ceiling at 12 feet that was just removed um, and I'm telling you he's done an immense amount of work in a very short period of time we did have a bit of an accident yesterday where some stuff needs to be fixed and hopefully that doesn't you know that's just kind of part of the game I expected that as soon as we started dealing with a crew and you know whatever um, I think something that I've learned along the way uh, of growing our business has been not everybody that you hire is going to be at your level. Um, you know, I would love to bring people in that are a 10 out of my 10 that care about my company as much as I care about my company. Uh, you know, but we can't all be owners and that expectation just leads to disappointment. I think something that's been really important for me to learn and important for Andy and I to learn is, uh, you know, having five people that come in at a six out of 10, they're still going to be able to get so much more work done than if I had one other person operating at a level 10. And as we work with them and we put in better system, um, we put things in place that answers their questions before they have them, that, 
you know, gives them the tools and resources quickly. At the snap of a finger, they can grab the tool they need and know that it will work. Um, I'm reading a book right now called The E-Myth Revisited, and it has so improved my perspective on spending time not working in the business, but working on the company, working on the structure and the systems and putting things in place so that people uh, have an understanding of their expectation. They have something to uh, gauge their success or failure by, um, but that the, the system is when you are really begin building a business, a company, and not just creating a job for yourself. I felt really tied to and have spent a, a significant amount of my time in our shop making sure that things are done correctly and on time because I never took the time up front to create a system and to create a specific job description um, that somebody could come into, understand their role, and accomplish their, their set objective um, with a you know no uh, go or no-go kind of uh, mentality. It's either good enough or it's not based on this criteria and, and just get all that information out of my brain. So that is now affecting the way that I'm thinking about our, our contractor and his crew and, you know, the work we're getting other, uh, crews and contractors coming in and, um, not everything is going to be at, at our expectation level and, uh, being able to function with that reality rather than just like throw a fit or the other side of it, demand it to be done and throw money at the problem rather than functioning within, you know, like these are people, they made a mistake, let's move on, let's figure this out um, step by step. So that's where we're at today. I, I really did want to get this out yesterday. I did not get the time to do so. I, and I just have a, a couple minutes to record this right now. Um, but... Yeah, I am super excited, and I think that we are in a terrific trajectory forward. And so I will keep you guys updated. I hope to do a vlog, uh, a little bit about our moving, and, and you know take some video and things as we learn and, and are doing the layout of the facility and all that, because I'm really nerding out on, on the best way to lay things out for flow. and. Um, so yeah, I want to share all of that and all that we're learning and all that we're trial and erroring. And uh, I hope that you'll come back and check all that out, whether it's the vlog or the blog. And um, yeah, I appreciate you listening and let me know what you guys think. And if you have any questions, reach out on Instagram. It's the best place to get a hold of us. Um, yeah, thanks.